You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This podcast aims to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters, brushing up on essential skills, or maybe just adding a few new tactics to the toolkit. Here we cover a variety of topics that will help you be more confident and successful in the field while you're hunting deer. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week, we've got a really unique episode. Actually, every, every week I start this by saying, hey, we've got a great episode in store for you. And it's true today, but... I want you to know this episode is unlike anything that we have ever done before on this show. I had a chance to talk with a guy named Greg Rosa. Now, Greg uh, has been hunting for, I think, like four years or something like that, three or four years. So he's not been deer hunting for a very long time, and he's not from the U.S. So Greg is from Brazil, where hunting is illegal. And so for him, the transition of you know moving from Brazil to the U.S. when he spoke no English, jumping into the hunting and outdoor lifestyle to having success and where he is today. Just an absolutely amazing story. So in this episode, he shares a bit about his story, about his progression, about how all of that happened. But I think, man, one of the things I want you to take away from this is the appreciation that Greg has for being able to do what we do, to just step out your back door and onto some public land take a deer, and have food for your family. What a huge privilege that is. And that really hit me in the face as I was talking with Greg, where, you know, in Brazil, there are people starving, and that's not an option for them, at least not legally, right? Like, they can do it illegally. But it's not a legal option for them. And so, man, Greg's perspective is is fantastic. I Honestly, I'm already looking forward to having him on the show again because he was just, he was a great guest, his uh, passion for deer hunting is contagious. He's a good deer hunter. Like, the dude is picking up on a lot. He is a sponge. And, yeah, I think he has a very, very bright future chasing whitetails. I actually got connected with Greg a few months ago. He reached out to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network and just said, Hey, I appreciate all you guys' content. It's helped me out a lot. Like, I've learned a lot from it. And so, immediately, I reached out to him and I was like, Look, I've got to have you on the show because the How to Hunt Deer podcast is all about helping us become better hunters. Whether you're a newbie or whether you're a seasoned vet, I want everyone to be able to grow and learn from what we have right here on this show. And so Greg is a huge testament to that. And yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes from him. A couple of things before we jump into today's episode. Number one, if you haven't already, please do go and leave us a review. That helps way more than you know. The more reviews, the better reviews that we can have for this show the higher this show is going to pop up or more likely it's going to be to pop up whenever folks are trying to find a deer hunting podcast. So please do go leave me a review if you can. 
Like I said, written reviews are even better. And as you're leaving a written review, if you've got some good, honest feedback where you're like, hey, Josh, here's where I think you can improve the show or here's what I would like to see, then please do leave that on there. If you don't think we've earned five stars, then uh, don't leave us five stars. Also, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Instagram at How to Hunt Deer, or you can find me on my other page at The Wisconsin Sportsman. That's the best way to get a hold of me. It's the best way to keep up with all the episodes as they launch. It's the best way to let me know about topics that you want me to cover or guests that you want me to have on or questions that you want answered through this show. I'd love to be able to have some listener success stories here over the next couple of weeks as we're kind of in this no man's land when it comes to deer hunting. You know, deer hunting is literally, uh, for many of us, as far away in the year as it can possibly be. So I'd love to hear some good old-fashioned hunting stories. So if you got a good story, reach out to me, let me know. I'll have you on the show, and we'll see maybe what we can all learn from your hunting experiences. Also want to give a big shout-out to our partners. First of all, Tacticam, they're the title sponsor of this show. They've been with us the longest, and guys, this is the time right now uh, that you need to be thinking through your gear, whether it's your tree stand setup or your camo or your pack or your bow or whatever it is, now's the time to be thinking back through your gear. What do you want to add to your repertoire for the year ahead? For many of you, that might look like filming your hunts so that you can share those with friends, with loved ones post it up on YouTube, whatever it is that you want to do with it. I know for me, filming my own hunts has become a huge passion. I have yet to post a single hunt on YouTube, but I've got a ton of footage that I keep for me and that I pull out from time to time and show my kids, or I just go back and watch. For instance, the buck that I shot this year in Wisconsin, the first time I shot him, not the second time, the first time, I got good footage, great footage of the deer coming in, and me having a swing and a miss. And I go back and I watch that as a hunt that was, yes, heartbreaking in the moment, but now awesome because I know that I'm going to shoot that buck or I shot that buck again just a few days later. Well, guys, if you're looking to get into filming your hunts, the Tacticam 6.0 and the Solo Extreme point of view cameras are the best options out there for you to get started. The Tacticam 6.0 camera has 4K 60 frame per second footage, so you're going to get great footage from that. Awesome image stabilization. They've got uh, really good low light sensor, so it works really, really well in low light, which as you know, if you're hunting deer, uh, those last couple of minutes of daylight or first couple of minutes of daylight can be really, really crucial. It also has an LCD touchscreen, one touch operation, waterproof housing, all the good stuff that you want in a camera that's gonna make it durable, that's gonna make it last, and that's gonna make it an efficient tool to take into the woods. The 6.0 has it. And right now, you can actually get a great deal with a 6.0 camera. They've got a sale right now. They're calling Turkey Prep. And what this is, is you buy a 6.0 camera, and you're going to get a free accessory. Now, the only accessory that that does not include is the film through the scope system, which is kind of a whole other thing. But with this 6.0, you're going to get one free accessory. You're going to save 50 bucks by doing that. I highly recommend you go and you get the 6.0, and you get the remote control as your accessory. That way... Deer's coming in, turkey's coming in, whatever it is, you've got the remote right there in your pocket. You push one button, your camera starts, you're ready to take the shot. You don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to get the shot on camera. But you can find that 6.0 or their Solo Extreme or all of their other mounts and adapters and other good stuff that they've got coming out at Tacticam.com. Next up, Huntworth. Guys, it is turkey season, and I've got to tell you, I loved the lightweight gear that I was wearing last year, last fall in September and October chasing whitetails. 
I'm going to be wearing that Tarnan pattern again, which I think is going to perform flawlessly. I loved it all fall. So going from September when things are nice and green all the way through the end of the season, I had that Tarnan pattern on and it did great. So I have high confidence that it's going to perform well when things are going the opposite direction. So for turkey season, things are going to start out not so green and they're going to get greener and greener as things move on. But I have confidence that that Tarnan pattern is exactly what I need. Head over to their website, huntworthgear.com. Check out their lightweight stuff. Especially go check out the Durham lightweight pants as well as the Shelton midweight hoodie. Guys, those were my go-tos for the early season. I think they're going to be great additions to your kit, and they're going to keep you super comfortable during turkey season. Now, that Shelton midweight hoodie might be a little bit much as, you know, the morning begins to warm up. That's when you might jump into a, uh, you know, a Gadsden quarter zip or something like that. But no matter what the weather is like, where you're hunting, Huntworth has you covered. So head over to their website, huntworthgear.com, and check it all out. Now, with the commercials out of the way, let's jump into the conversation with Greg Rosa. All right, joining me this week on the How to Hunt Deer podcast is Mr. Greg Rosa. Greg, what's going on, man? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, man. Glad you're uh, glad you were willing to come on the show. You messaged the Sportsman's Empire. Gosh, was that was that in October? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I, I think it was October because, uh, or, or maybe September, because I was kind of getting ready for the for the season. And yeah, you guys are definitely a, a very um, powerful resource that I have on my, on my gear as far as like information goes. Yeah. So I was checking on you guys for getting ready to the season. Yeah. And you had shared something that we had done just to kind of say, Hey, like, Hey, you need to go check out sportsman's empire network. And you know, I messaged you back. It's like, Hey, appreciate it. And you were like, yeah, man, love you guys podcasts. And then you told me a little bit of your story. So I was like, okay, I've got to, uh, I've got to get this guy on a, on a show because man, your story is fascinating to me. Like you are when I sit back and I record these episodes, like you're the kind of person that I'm like, I hope these are the kinds of people that can, that can catch these episodes or that like that. Listen, because, uh, it was a resource for you. You didn't grow up hunting. A lot of this was new to you as an adult. So I want to hear a lot about that process, but just to begin to kind of set the stage, tell us about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and maybe just kind of give me the whole story leading up to how you got where you are. So uh, my wife and I, we are uh, originally from Brazil and uh, we've been in the United States for about six years, will be six years uh, in a couple of months. And the reason why we came over here is she, uh, was because she was uh, transferred, you know, the company that she was working, they needed her here and uh, we ended up moving. So living in Brazil, um, I was born in Sao Paulo, which is the biggest city in the country. It's about like 12 million people. Uh, she was born in Recife, which is kind of Northeast, another big place you know, 4 million people. So um, we came straight like to Middle Tennessee to a city called Pulaski, which is roughly 10,000 people. <laughs> so it's <laughs> a so big shift for you. Yes, it was, it was, but it was great. You know, like we, we ended up getting there and uh, developing a very nice community. So um, super cool. So that's kind of um, how we, we end up getting into the United States. And once we got there, uh, we started attending to this church and I, you know, I feel like church is one of the best ways you, you have to get plugged into a community when you were like brand new, you know, yeah. we got here, didn't speak a single word in English. It was freaking unbelievable. Like just to be around that many people and not be able to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, then once like I get things going and, you know, start like finally putting the English thing together, uh, start making friends and, uh, um, two of them, I want to say they are, um, 
what I call them, my redneck mentors. Uh, they, <laughs> I love it. They introduced it. me like to all this this outdoor uh, word here because, like I said, even though I when I was a kid, I kind of grew up in a you know not like in the country because we we had family that was living you know back in and like outside the big cities and uh but we would go just like for vacation you know like i don't know five days a week max and then coming back um so then when we got there and you know i started like hanging out with those dudes i learned about um like deer like they, they were like deer hunting you know and um i'm a i'm a photographer slash videographer you know my you know, pretty much my whole life. And back in Brazil, I used to do um, pretty much f- uh, food photography for a very, very long time. And one thing that, you know, really caught my attention was the fact that you can go out after your own food. Yeah. You know, you like you cut all the middlemen's that you can imagine. You just like get out there grab your piece of meat, bring back home and feed your family. Dude, yeah. it's crazy. You yeah. know, like that was like, of course you see like in movies, you know, you hear people talking about it, but once I saw them doing like, you know, once, once I heard like the stories from like their mouth, you know, like um, it, it was, I, I, I got like, Hey, I want to, I want to do it. You know, I really, really want to do it. And, um, but of course, like who, I mean, who like is a serious bow hunter, it's going to bring like a folk from South America that barely speaks English to be loud in their tree stands, the best tree stands. Like, you know, now a couple of years later, I get it, you know, yeah. at that yeah. time I didn't, you know, but they, they kind of started like, Hey, they were like, Hey, that's kind of how you do it. You know? And they started like pointing me some, some directions, giving me some, um, some theory. But at that time, nobody was really like, I'll bring it with you. I'll bring you with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where, and I'm, I, when I like something, I get, I try like to get as deep as I can, you know, like I try to be like very, very, very intentional. And, uh, that's kind of when I started, um, um, looking for information that, that was back in, um, 2000, we got, we got in the United States in 2017 and, uh, I spent pretty much like the first year, you know, year and a half, um, trying to learn as much as I could, you know, about like, cause in, in Brazil, if, 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 you're, you're a good person. You're not supposed to have guns. You know, just bad people can have guns down there. Wow. Yeah. And, and honey, it's, um, I mean, I might be wrong, but it's like, it's, it's forbidden. You know, you cannot, unless it's just like intrusive species, like, uh, like wild hogs in some farming areas. Then if, if you have like a special authorization, you can go after it. You know, oh, if wow. not, you're, you, you cannot hunt, you cannot do anything. Um, but yeah, so, Coming back here, um, you know, I kind of got like very, you know, excited about the idea of doing it, you know, and um, and also because like I, I still have a little bunch of friends down there, they're uh, chefs, and uh, I, I like cooking a lot, so it was just like a, my way to you know make them jealous, you know, I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. look at that, you know, like I went down there, I got this thing, and now I'm cooking it. That that was kind of my 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 first thought of like why I want to do it, and. Um, and, um, so yeah, one of those folks that I mentioned, Rocky, he, um, he owns, a some land close to, uh, Nashville. That's where we were, well, like I said, where we were living. Um, and, uh, I, I, I was scared to go after like, uh, public places, you know, like public land, because I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but it's freaking scary. You know, the woods, you know, when yeah. you, man, if you, if you've not been raised going out there, like, like the whole concept of just getting out of your car and walking into the dark 
into yes. a place you don't know with people you don't know that that can be a lot yeah oh man it was it's it, it's freaking scary you know and then i was like well i'm not i'm not doing it you know and um so then you know like i, I kind of tried like to learn the basics of you know things and um uh, i talked to him saying hey man like i know we have like this little farm would you mind you know if i go hunt maybe for you know a couple of days next season and he was like really do you really want to do it and i was like heck yeah man i want to do it and then he was like i'll set you up so nice he helped me like to get my first like my first rifle you know um <laughs> it's a six five grid more by the way there you so, go <laughs> <laughs> love Very it cool. love it yeah uh, no regrets um, oh i'm sure so, yeah. man that's yeah, an awesome he, caliber <laughs> Yeah, he got he he helped me like uh, we I ended up buying a, a, a Tika, the three T three X light and six five and that's you know he was like well that you can do whatever you want with this gun for the type of hunting we ha- we're gonna have around here you yep. know so no reason why I spend much more money over that you know than this anyway, um, but yeah so I tell people that my first year my the first year I killed was two thousand eighteen I want to say now was that uh, your that was that your first year hunting was eighteen yes. Okay, so yeah, you got first, you got yeah. a deer your first year out. Yes, okay. and uh, but the reason why I got it was because he was like because he owned he owned he owned the land and he is uh, he's like he's passionate about hunting. He hunted like his whole life. You go his to his house. There's like a freaking huge bison hanging in one wall and like a huge elk in the other wall. So he's oh, he, wow. he loves it. But the cool thing is he doesn't really hunt his property he kind of really? lets people that wants to learn and then he kind of you know kind of like like his friends and people that wants to go for a first time you know that's the type of people that he he really likes that hunt in his property wow you know and it's he, it's not that he's like managing or anything but he kind of tries to make things like organized you know so like he has like good tree stands and good positions he has a couple cameras uh in the property so um you know every now and then he goes check the cards and stuff and uh he kind of he kind of knows where the deer are moving during the, the the season so he was like yeah i'll set you up um there's and then he like he was the one the first one that told me about like pretty much like you gotta be downwind that's the first thing you want to do the second thing is like you gotta get there an hour before dark uh, before light mm. and you know, you have like these four options for that day that you're planning. And, you know, once, once you decide whatever you want to do, I'll, I'll take you there. So he, he got me, put me right pretty much like 20 yards from the tree stand and told me, Hey, you're going to walk up there and wait. That's, that's pretty much what I did. You know, wow. it's like, and let's see if you're, you're going to be uh quote unquote brave, brave enough to pull the trigger. Cause <laughs> that was, that was a big concern for me. I don't know, like if you guys remember how it was first time I kill a deer, that that to me was the, like like a big factor. Like, am I am I gonna be able to pull the trigger? Yeah, you know, am, like, yeah. am I really willing like to kill something? Because I've I haven't done that. Yeah, ever. Well, yeah, I think a lot of guys who who maybe grew up hunting, they probably killed their deer at an age where they didn't really think about what it means to take a life. Like, <clears throat> I know for me, I killed my first deer at like I think it was fourteen or fifteen. I think I was fifteen, and. All it was was celebration, right? Like there was no question about whether I was going to shoot this thing. But I think it was, I was too young to step back and say, okay, this is a big deal to, to take a life, you know. Um, before we get any further in your story, I do want to ask you, growing up in Brazil, 
hunting for sustenance, not a thing. Like you don't just go out and get your own, get your own food. Was hunting at all on your radar? Like, like what was your, did you have a perception of hunting or, or did it just not even exist in your mind until you started hearing about, you know, these guys that were hunting there in Tennessee? So, um, because I, I pretty much was a food photographer, I was very involved with like, um, you know, food market overall in, in, in Brazil. Right. And, um, and, uh, a, a very close friend of mine at that time, um, he went like, he had an idea of like a, you know, a, uh, a story that he want to tell. And I was like, man, you, we should, we should do a book about it. Right. Like we should, we should try like publish like a book, like a legit book, book, you know? And, um, we, we were like talking for, we were, we were talking like over a year about like this project and we, we end up, um, uh, while we were planning everything, we wound up talking about, um, like real poor people because Brazil is, it's, there's some areas that are very like rich, but overall it's, it's a poor country, you know? Uh, and, uh, there's some, there's some areas, uh, down there that, uh, like people are, are starving, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but around that area, there is like wildlife, you know? So we, we decided kind of, um, bring the conversation as far as like why, you're starving, but you're not allowed to take an animal from the woods to feed your family, you know? So we started like questioning those things. And that was one of the things that, um, that, um, he talked a little bit and, uh, in, in his book, cause he's like, he's an author. I was like the, the, that friend that keeps pushing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, every author needs one of those. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, I did a bunch of pictures, but then during the process, we ended up moving here. So I didn't finish the book with him. So we had another people coming, uh, like jumping in and finishing all the, the photo work for him. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's kind of when, where, when and where I started thinking about like the, like what, what, like what hunt means, you know, what, what to hunt means, you know, like what, what, how, like, like here uh, in the United States, uh, um, it's it's crazy because um, apparently people die more from obesity than from starving. Oh, for sure. You know, like which, way which more. That, it's yeah, not even close. That, that blew my mind. I was like, dang, how people die because they're eating too much. You know, <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it, but dude, this like when I hear people complain about living here, you know, it's like. Like we talked a little bit about earlier, first world problems. Yeah. Like we've got too much. We're literally eating ourselves to death. It's, it's crazy. You know, yeah. and when, when you have like, when you have like, so the, 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 I think, I think it's funny saying it. Cause my wife, it's the one that brought it the other day. She saw this meme and she was like, honey is the, is the most expensive way to get free food. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of true. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, I mean, how, like, like, you know, why, why there's not like more people in, involved, like directly with like the, the chain food and producing their more, their own things. Like why, why there's like not more people eating like, like deer and, and all, all the other creatures like, like Turkey and everything else. I mean, of course, Turkey, it's a big discussion right now that the pollution population is kind of going down, yep. but anyway, like there's still like other, other creatures. And I believe you can, you can eat. I know people is going to, find disgusting but um in brazil like uh, armadillo it's a big thing is it really yeah oh yeah like those poor places they eat it and it's it is good it tastes like chicken actually you know dude we got um, a lot of armadillos down here oh boy i'm, I'm in georgia we got a bunch alive, of them 
we got a bunch of them. I had one in my front yard the other day. Oh, so I, I might have to try one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure it doesn't have any <laughs> disease. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of trying to answer the questions. Kind of, um, um, when I kind of start talking about thinking about, uh, like the, the hunt, like what, what a hunter is or what, what, like, what is this role in that, that uh, community, you know, as far as like, um, um, providing for their families. Cause I mean, they literally do not have dude, those, there's some places that they're like, like, a uh, like a desert, you know? Wow. Like the only things that, that the only animals you can get or the only vegetables you can get is the one that's in there, which doesn't taste very good, but keeps you alive. Yeah. And um, and even some some of those creatures they're protected by the law back in Brazil, which which I am down for. You know, I think it's fine. I think it's good, but it has to be, you know, like a midway. You know, like has to be like a a, a common point point. You know, yeah. that is still allow people, you know, to go after it and do not go to jail. Yep. You know, uh, yeah. um, wow. you know, and it's still like preserve so like keep the 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 animals um the animal population going makes yeah. sense yeah absolutely so this this book that you mentioned real quick I, is that available in it in english or no 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 it's okay. um so in brazil they have like uh like the government uh, uh has some um uh like an incentive incentives that they gives to uh companies to sponsor uh uh like little cultural productions you know okay. um and this book it's it was i think i think we end up printing maybe like a thousand copies max okay. you know uh, um but but no it's it's just a uh, uh, wow. portuguese for you guys that do not know that in brazil we speak portuguese we do not speak spanish yeah you know? <laughs> yeah all right so so we've got to fast forward back to your first time out hunting your friend brings you um yeah. you said like 20 yards from the stand and it's yeah. like, all right, go up there, get in and wait. And the whole question in your mind is, what am I going to do when a deer walks out? Because can I actually pull this trigger? Because you're coming to grips with, I'm going to take a life. Yep. You know, it, this is a, a weighty and heavy kind of thing. So you climb up in the stand, walk me through the hunt, and maybe, like, what were you sitting over? Tell me about the setting. Because, man, as a first hunt, I imagine it's probably, like, burned in your mind, like, where you were sitting and what it was like. <sighs> So it was um, it was late season actually because I like I, I I didn't know about like you know all the the parts in the season that actually yep. we we have so it was kind of late season it was I think it was no I don't think it was for sure November uh, December actually okay uh, and um, so everything was pretty much dry out you know like no leaves nothing you know like just like old acorns in the ground and uh, um, it was like this um, I think it was maybe like a fourteen feet tall. Uh, uh, ladder stand. Okay. Um, and uh, it was like kind of in, in the back of his property. So there's like, there was like a wall right in front of, not, not a wall, wall. It was like a very old uh, uh, two feet tall stone wall. I don't know. If oh, I'm yeah. Like an, like forgetting. an old school stone fence kind of thing. Or, yes. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going straight to the entry, but that's kind of how it was. It was freaking cold like it was cold like cold yeah because i mean we're gonna remember that so brazil the where we were living before it was like average it was like 100 you know wow that's like that's like that, that was like the normal you know wow yeah and then there it was like in i don't know like maybe high 30s you know mid 30s you know like in 6 a.m in the morning you know uh sit, sitting down in the like the middle of the woods it, of course it wasn't so 
it wasn't like like when now <laughs> now that I kind of know how like you know the the Okoe National Forest it's close by where I live right now like southern uh, Tennessee right so now that I know how like a very rugged terrain like very deep and dense forest looks like right yeah actually that was pretty much just like a backyard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. it was just right. it was kind of open woods, you know, like it wasn't, you know, it was nothing crazy. And, and dude, like for real, 400 yards, five maximum, like uh, over like over the top of the hill. It was like a subdivision. So, oh, OK, yeah. I was like, you know, there was like I thought I was going to like if something happened, I thought I was going to die. I mean, yeah, not you, that you felt like it was, you felt like you, it was wilderness. Yeah, you definitely think. I mean, of course, if you if you fell from from your stand, you know, depending on how it happened, I mean, people died every year. Sure. But I thought, like, I, I cannot, I cannot get lost here. You know, like, I can't. What, what if the, you know, like, what if they have to send like helicopters here to rescue me? Yeah. You know? And I was like three hundred yards from his house. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, at, you know, guys who grew up doing it or guys who do it every year, doesn't seem like a big deal. But man, when you're just yeah. dropped out there in the middle of the dark. Yeah, you know it was crazy. So he has some targets are sp- spread around the place, and he had. Dude, I remember that so like it's so clear. He had this uh, coyote silhouette, but he didn't tell me none of it. And I had my my headlamps, you know, like I you know as, as I was walking, you know, um, suddenly I hear something, you know, because I'm I'm one hundred percent I spooked like over five deer as as I was walking at twenty yards. I oh, told man. you, right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so. I had like to turn to the right in order to get to the scent. When I turned to the right and my headlamps move, I saw the coyote, the coyote silhouette. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, <laughs> I jumped so high, I think, you know, I got so scared. Cause you know, like I, you know, there's like an animal silhouette, you know, like a coyote yeah. and you know, I mean, I've never uh, until not, well, until that time or not at that time until that uh, season, I never have seen a coyote before. Mm. And I thought they were going to be like, you know, monsters, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was that was that was funny. And then when I noticed that it was just like a target, you know, like a practicing target, it's like, oh. Well, anyway, good thing so, you didn't shoot it. That would have been yeah. <laughs> freak out and shoot the thing before the hunt ever starts. Yeah. But so anyway, um, yeah, like got up there and was waiting. You really didn't know what I was waiting for, you know. His uh, instructions were like. Keep your eyes peeled. Look for movement. You know, like you're probably gonna see. Like, don't don't look for shapes or anything. Look for movement. You know, uh, and uh, and you're probably not gonna hear them. In you know, even though it was dry, but he was like, yeah, they're they they know how to make their way. You know, and if they're going slow, you're probably not gonna not gonna listen to anything before you really see them. And that day, I think I didn't shoot anything. You know, I was just there, uh, didn't really see anything other than squirrels. You know, yeah, and was just hanging in there. And um, yeah, that was that was the first day. And uh, I think that was like I said, it was early in the morning. By eleven, I was like, yeah, maybe I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, maybe I don't want to do this hunting thing anymore. Yeah, this maybe is... all this thing, you know, and then, but that, that was kind of cool because that kept me thinking about like, okay, all right, so now I. I have to find the creature. I have to shoot it. How am I going to bring it back? You know, mm, like yeah. what, like what, what do I do later? You know, and then he, all, other thing that he also told me was like, well, once you, sh- once you shoot it, shoot the deer, do not pay attention too much where it goes. Pay attention where you hit. Yeah. 
because that's where you're going to start like your blood trail. Yep. yep. And so I was kind of, how does that type, how, how does a blood trail look like? You know, it looks like, even though I've, I've seen on YouTube, you know, because I mean, I feel like nowadays um, YouTube and podcasts are just like the best place to start whatever yeah. new activity you, you want to do. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, but yeah, so anyway, all those questions were like, yeah, okay, I kill it. Okay, what, you know, what I'm going to do after, you know. Man. All right, so let's fast forward then to the, because you did get a deer that year. Yes, right? I got. So how much later was it that you got the deer? Maybe walk me oh. through that hunt as well. <laughs> so first things first, I, I was so excited that, you know, when I got back there, like I, you, I, I texted him, so hey, man, can you come pick, it, pick me up? Because I thought it was very deep into the wild, you know. Oh, yeah. it wasn't. Oh, so when, yeah. when you're ready to go that day, like 11 o'clock, you're like, hey. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I want to go home. You know, like this okay. sucks. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's cold. I was, I was freezing cold. Like sure. it was cold. Yeah. And I wasn't like, I was not, I didn't have, like, I was not prepared at all. Like I was not prepared. Like I had, I think I, I yeah, like a, another another uh, friend of the church gave me like his uh, old bibs, you know. Yeah. And that was kind of what was keeping me warm. But like my, you know, my upper body, it, I was shivering. Like it was cold. Oh, man. Yeah. And I, like, I didn't bring anything. Like for real, I didn't bring anything like I didn't bring like a water or coffee or or nothing if I was going to stay because he wanted me to stay all day long there oh like, my was goodness. like yeah you should like he was like yeah just stay there like as for as long as you you can you know anyway so I texted him hey man like can you pick me up and I was like yeah sure and so he came pick me back and he's like hey how do you feel like yeah I'm, I'm excited I think it's cool but it's way too cold like I'm yeah so that's when like, I was like yeah you gotta you know dress like with layers and you know um, anyway, so he kind of gave me like a, you know, explain like everything. Cause he's like, he's, he's older. He's maybe 65, 68. And he's more like, yeah, you can do that on red flannels, you know, yeah, like <laughs> stuff up, you know, yeah. like, yeah, those things, you know, he was just like, yeah, you, you, you better have like a thicker layer next time, you know, yeah. those type of things. Anyway, but I wouldn't like to go next day. And I was like, well, that's, I mean, you can, if you want to, but. I mean, if you like keep coming every day, you can kind of spook them. Mm -hmm. So give it like a couple of days. Like, okay. So I end up going, so I like, and as I said, like he had different, like different uh, setups at his property. So I end up sitting in other places uh, before coming back to this one for maybe three or four times. And then I, you know, tried like to stay warm a little bit, you know, and uh, uh, brought some, uh, some um, uh, snacks like to kill the time, you know? Oh yeah. And, um, so yeah, then fasting forward to the morning of December 20, 24th, I think, I think it was, you know, the day prior to Christmas or, or it, it was either 23rd or 24th. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, oh, so, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was it. So then go into that morning, I call him saying, Hey man, you think like, I think before I was like, Hey, can I go sit in there tomorrow? I was like, yeah, sure. Cause at that time I, you know, didn't have like all the time of the work cause I was working and, um, I had Fridays off and I think it was a Friday, you know? Okay. And I, I, and also, um, mom, as I believe a lot of wives, they don't really understand why you spend <laughs> that much money up in that much that money, money and time. And time. Yeah. Yep. Money and time. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Yeah. You're speaking my language at this point. Yeah, in the woods, you know, and uh, I didn't like Saturday. I, I kind of wanted, you know, to, um, um, you know, kind of enjoy with my wife her, her, her Saturday. So I think it was a Friday, and I said, "Hey, 
you, you cool if I, you know, sit there tomorrow? Like, yeah, sure. Even though I knew that he had family in town, I, I knew it was kind of busy for him and I didn't want it to be too pushy, you know. Sure. Anyway, I ended up going. Um, and he was like, where, where are you going to go? I was like, well, same stand. Was like, so you know you know your, your, your weight, right? It's like, yeah, I do. It's like, yeah, so just, you know, uh, text me when you get here and then you can walk by yourself. I was like, okay. So that's what they did. Got there 5 a.m., I think, texted him, hey, man, I'm here. And he came, said hi. I was like, yeah, okay go for it end up walking all the way up there and um that was the first time actually that i kind of uh, it was about like daylight it was like almost like the first light i heard something on my on like behind me and that was like the first time i really uh, got like to hear something and that was sh- sure that it was a deer right yeah yeah and then i could i, I could see a little bit what it was but it couldn't because it was still dark you know um, I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, like there's really something behind me, you know, maybe <laughs> there's, there's an animal day. here. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> and a uh, couple, of, maybe an hour and a half later, I think it was about like eight, eight thirty in the morning. Uh, I saw like something coming behind that wall I mentioned before. Yep. Um, cause there was like, it was like a, there's, there was like some oak trees on like parallel to that, that, that wall. And I think there was like a bunch of oaks around, uh, uh, not oaks. Oh my gosh. The thing that they eat, um, acorns. I think there was like a lot of acorns, you know, uh, on the ground. So, um, I saw that deer coming, and then I was like, "Yes, there's a deer. Got my bino. Look at it!" And it was a massive deer. It was amazing, you know. And then I didn't think twice. I got my my gun, put on it, tried like to keep all my shooting process together, you know, like squeeze it, do not jerk the trigger, you know, like, you know, go for it, you know. And then I think in my head, I did like everything almost perfect, you know, and then bang, shot it. Mm. He gave the famous mule kick and ran away. And then I got so excited. It was, I got like, for real, I get excited every time I talk about it, just because it is for, for someone that never has done it, it's like, you cannot describe what it feels like. Yeah. You know, the type of adrenaline you get and and it's different. You know, I've, I've done like, I've done, I've done plenty of dumb stuff in my life that gives me like a lot of (laughs) adrenaline, adrenaline, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, that is, that is something unique. It's crazy. You know, and I got like super excited and he was, he, he also told me like, Hey, don't like, like once you shoot it, I'm probably going to hear it, you know, but then Mm. he texts me and give it like 10 minutes do not like climb right after and go after it. Cause if it didn't really kill it, you can spook it. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey, okay. If you don't see it like falling right in there, you know, like if you see it like running, give it like 10 minutes. So that's what I did. So texted him right away. I called my dad. I was like, you won't believe what I just did. And he's like, what happened? You know, I was like, yeah, I killed a deer. And he got like very excited, even though he was in Brazil. Right. Um, but he was like, yeah, how do you feel? You know? So yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. So, um, End up going down there, and um, he, my friend, got there, and was like, "Yeah, let's let's take a look to the let's 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 look for the the the, the trail, the blood trail." So yeah, we started like find like looking around. We found some blood, so I started like following it, following, following, and I we didn't find the deer in, within like I don't know 60, 80 yards. And he was like, "Well, maybe it was like a real bad shot." Uh, you know, like, do you remember? Like, do you, I, was, I was like, no, I, I'm one, I, like, I'm 100% sure that it was a good shot. You know, like I, I, 
I, I had practiced a lot, like a lot, a lot. I spent like, I don't even know, like how many hundred dollars in ammo. Wow. So, <laughs> so I could like get that thing uh, yeah. like good, you know? You're like, trust me, my wife will tell you, I've spent yeah. plenty of money on this. <laughs> I'm a good shot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, and it was kind of, you know, upset, you know, until like a look down the hill. After the wall I mentioned, it was like this white stain in the ground, you know? Mm. It was like, and I was like, hey, Rocky, there he is. Let's go. And then we walked down there and I got to see the deer. But somehow the deer shrunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah. I told yeah. him, I was like, this is not the deer I killed. Yeah. Know, it's not. It's like a third of the size. Oh, it's not, man. you know? Yeah. And then he looked at me and said, hey, you gotta realize you're looking through a scope, man. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like it was a small deer, but um it was it was it wasn't it was like a I don't know, I want to say a year and a half, I don't know. But he he looked at me and said, Hey, the only thing people need to know, it's a six point. That's what you're gonna you tell go. everybody. That's right. <laughs> you kill the six point. Yep. It was a tiny one, you know. It was I think yeah, like a year and a half, I think it was, you know, max. Dude, that's um, perfect there, man. I mean, yeah, my goodness. I, a first deer and the excitement and the experience oh, that yeah. comes with that, like that's awesome. And he uh and I kinda I I think I think it's not that he got is he I don't know the word it's not ups, it's not upset, but he was kind of disappointed because I think he got excited because I told him it was a big one and his land oh. holds big deer right okay like it's, yeah it's there he is like like big deer there and then I kind of saw that he was kind of disappointed and I felt like real bad because I thought I've done something wrong sure like, and then I asked him I was like hey man like did, like did it did it do something wrong like and he was like no 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 like. That's perfect. You did everything like everything was right, you know. And even even the shot placement, it was good. It was a double lung, you know. And uh, just happened that the deer went downhill and was, I think, because it went downhill, you know, it's like a little over, you know. Yeah. And we were looking in, in, in a different place, um, but it was. He was like, no, no, every, like everything, it was the way it's supposed to be as far as like it's your first kill, you know. That's that's how it is, and be proud of it. And then he like he he you know helped me like to put the thing on the big old Kubota. We brought it back home. We like he took a picture. He was like, yeah, I really want you to like take a picture. This is a moment to be proud of. So it was it was it was great, and it, it was a very nice like Christmas gift, you know. Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the How to Hunt Deer podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point of view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're on the cutting edge, making user friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that's a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions in the past, you know how frustrating it can be to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of accessories. This fall, I'll be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with a 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with the 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. So what'd you do uh, with the meat? 
Oh, I brought it to a, a, a like a processor a processing okay. place. Yeah. Okay. Um, which that's another thing. <laughs> it was crazy because I'm pretty sure I dropped off like 25 pounds of meat and brought back like 75. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, I'm 100 uh, sure that that was not my deer. Maybe they they you know they're like yeah let's you know give him some joy and add some more stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, man. You know when are you. Yeah, that that's always the question, right? And that's I started butchering my own deer um, last year. Uh, year, well, year before this past fall, so I guess two falls ago. This year I did not do it, but every time I do it and I get my deer back, I'm like, "Is this really my deer?" <laughs> like I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't yeah. know if this is my deer or not, and yeah, um, and who knows how much meat you really should have gotten off of it, and how careful yeah. they were, and. Um, anyway, yeah. so that, that for me is on my to-do list is to have a better spot and a better setup in my basement to be able to, you know, to take as much of the process in myself Yes. as opposed to, to outsourcing yeah. some of that. But dude, that's, <clears throat> you know, I, growing up in this, in the South, man, we never, like, it wasn't until I moved to Wisconsin that I started doing my own deer because down South, man, we just throw them in the back of the truck and drive them to the processor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we wouldn't even gut them or anything. Yep. Um, no, he, he was, he was sure that he was like, yeah, now I'm now going to show you how, you know, you dress field it. And then he was like, yeah, that's how you start. That's where you go. You do this, you do that. And uh, at some point I remember he's saying, I think I was supposed to get some of that, some of that blood and, you know, put in your face, but you're done it. So it's fine. You know? <laughs> Man, that's, so, I'm so glad you brought that up. I had a, um, I did a podcast the other night with my friend Pierce. And one of the things we talked about, uh, getting into on that episode, we didn't make it, so we're gonna we're gonna do another episode talking about it. it. Is like best and worst deer camp traditions, and growing up in the South, man, blood on the face is like totally normal for us. Like that's what you do. Somebody gets their first deer, you cover their face in blood. Pierce was like, "You guys do what?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he grew up in Wisconsin. You know, he's like, he's like, wait a second, Why? you do what with the blood? Why would you wh- wait what? You know, so um. Yeah, so hopefully we can talk more about that on the show. But uh, yeah. so you didn't get you didn't get blood on the face, but um, but sounds like an awesome awesome deer, great way to get into it. Yeah. And I mean, looking at your Instagram, you've killed a couple of good ones since then. Yeah. Yes. Um, so because that like that was the deal. So this this like I said, it was like the first guy that kind of got me into you know. Uh, of course, I'm talking about like five percent of all the deer content out. I was kind of consuming at that time, you know, and cause every, everything, like I said, I really like, like, bro, I don't know. I even asked a friend of mine if I was getting crazy or not, like for real, because there is not one single day. I'm not exaggerating. You can wipe, you can ask my wife. There's not just one single day in my life that I do not either think, read or talk about something deer related, like white tail deer related. It's like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like in a way that, you know, even, even my second kid, I kind of got sad that he was born on October 22nd, you know, <laughs> bad timing, kid. He was oh, so, no, that was only my fault. I should have planned better. You that's know, right, like, that's right. Yeah. That's on you. That's on you. Yeah, I, I know. Mean. I got, I was like, I cannot believe it. And you know, I, and I was cheering like for, I was like, I said, I was telling my wife, I was like, 
I hope he does not get in the first week of November. I hope he does not get here until the first, 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 uh, first week of November. You know, I was, oh boy, I was like, I, I was, you know, and then he got here on the, on October 22nd, which was kind of, you know, like a very nice time here. Cause yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that's Man. another story. <laughs> that's but yeah, awesome. I, I really got into this thing and, uh, and, um, it's, it's, it's crazy how it, it, it's incredible. Like you get every, like everything you got, you get, you get to see, you know, like if I cannot, like, it doesn't matter how much you talk about it to whoever I'm going to talk to. It's unbelievable. Like getting to see like all God's creation out there in the most raw form, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, like get to experience all the sunrises and sunsets and the sounds and the smells and everything. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't get how there's people that do not enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How can people not like it? Yeah. You know, but yeah. yeah, man, when you, when it comes to talking about like, Hey, you know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think or read or watch something related to deer hunting. I totally get it, man. I'm right there in the boat with you. Like you're looking <laughs> at a guy who quit his job to, to talk about this stuff every yeah. day. So it's, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's an obsession, man. And it's a, and it's, it opens your eyes to experiences, yeah. And to a way of taking in the world around you in a way that's unavailable yeah. in any other way. Yeah. Like unless you are, unless you are like you're, you're, you're taking it all in, in a, in a super unique kind of way that I just don't, I don't think you can do it any other, yeah. any other way. So, um, man, I want to talk about some of those early years, right? Like, um, if, as you look back on like your first year, two years, three years of deer hunting, what would you say are some of the like biggest mistakes that you made that you look back now and you're like, I cannot believe I did that. So, um, right now I feel, uh, give me just one minute. Hey guys. Yeah. We're, we're still recording. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just one thing before we go there. So we said that I've killed like a couple of good ones and uh, that was totally by accident, you know? Oh no. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's not, I mean, that was like, not just like by accident. I try to like to improve, you know, more and more and more and more and more, you know? Um, but then like 2018, I killed first one. And then 2019, um, you know, I made another friend and he, so this guy, he was kind of more south you know, almost like Alabama. Um, and, um, he was like, he, he owned like a third, uh, 300 acres, acres, oh, about wow. like 300 ish. Okay. And, um, and there was like two other guys, honey at, at his property. And, uh, one of them was one of those guys I told you, you know, like the, the, one of my friends. And, uh, so I asked permission. He let me hunt there since I, the other two guys were fine and both were fine with me. Cause it was like 300 acres, you know? And, um, and I ended up like killing, um, what like next year was like the, a very nice, you know, um, uh, buck, um, again, not, nothing really big, but it looks like it was, I think a three and a half years old, like because the other guys told me it was cause they've had that deer in their cameras before, Yeah. but I didn't yeah. have a camera. I didn't have anything. I was, you know, just like trying, you know, like to find my way and did not make all the mistakes that usually we do. You know, yeah. I feel like. Uh, talking about mistakes, you know, I feel getting anxious about, um, um, getting anxious about like killing 
a buck because everybody it's like you gotta get a buck you gotta get a buck you gotta get a big one you got yeah. so now now that you start doing it like like everybody was kind of you know it's not that they put that pressure on you like directly on you but you kind of feel the pressure because that's kind of what everybody's going after and you know if you if you say no i'm i'm good with whatever you know um I, I can get it, you know, like whatever I can get him, I'm fine. And people will be like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, like they, you know, it's almost like you, you don't like you, you don't matter. You know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. do, it does not matter. You yeah. know? Um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, next, next year I was there at this property for a couple of times. Um, I was, I was trying hard, you know, like to, you know, um, apply everything that I was, uh, uh, I was learning from pretty much from internet, you know, uh, but it's like too much information, you know, to put in practice at once, you know, oh, like yeah. paying attention on wind, paying attention to your terrain, even though you go scout, you mark your spot, you know, using your, using your own X app, you know, like all those things, like when you, when you're going to execute all of it, it's, it's just like way too hard, you know? And, um, uh, this, this, and the day that I killed this book actually, I think was the, one of the days that I made the most mistakes, like I was super duper loud. I dropped my tree stand. Like I, I had like this climbing, um, uh, climbing stand yeah. and I dropped the bottom part of it, oh, you know, no. about like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was glad that I wasn't like, uh, cause I, well, that's another thing. I didn't know that we were supposed to attach both parts. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Attach them to and, each other. Uh, the bottom one was loose. So oh. I was getting into the tree about like five feet. I drop it and super duper loud you know, all the metal going out down there. And I, I wasn't like stuck, stuck, but it was kind of stuck because it was dark, you know, it was cold, all that stuff, you know? And I was like, well, I think I'm done for the day. You know, I think I'm, I'm not going to see anything. Well, end up like putting the, the tree stand back together, got up into the tree. I was like, you know, I'm going to be here. I'm just going to enjoy them. You know, I'm just, just going to have a good time up here in the tree. And out of the blue, we saw that big gold dude coming on a mission, you know, like, <laughs> Dude, that's how it happens, man. Yeah. It's those days like, where things go wrong that yeah. that's when the big one strolls through. And he was, uh, so I'm a big fan of uh, John Eber, Eberhardt. Eberhardt? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I read his book. Like, first, I think one of the first things I, I, I went after was like books about deer hunt, you know, and I got my hands on his book and he, he was talking into the book that I think he does not stop the deer if they're moving. Like, he doesn't do yep. the meh, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then, I didn't do anything really, you know, I just saw that, that thing coming and he was kind of quartering towards me, you know, on the way that he was coming, just put my scope on it and hit it like right kind of into the, the front shoulder, a little behind the shoulder actually. Um, but again, I, I don't really remember if actually, I, I don't think I was aware of like shot placement exactly at that, but you know, it was not like the first one that was still, it was broadside still. Yeah. Right. Yep. The second yep. one, he was coming towards me and I was trying like not like make it go away or anything. And then I just saw mm-hmm. it, it coming, 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 put the hairline on the the back back portion of the shoulder and, and hit it. Felt right right there. Yeah. 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 And um but that ha- that was kind of you know bad because it happened to be the buck that my buddy was hunting. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, the buddy that owns the land? He doesn't own because the owner does not does not hunt there. Oh, it's okay. like the other, you know, like one of his friends also because it's like the group of like friends, right? So then I te- I I I saw it, it going down. So I got out right after the uh, I got got right away 
down the from the tree and then I went there, you know, got to see the deer, all the stuff. So took a picture and sent to them. And one of them was like, Hey man, he killed your buck. <laughs> oh no. Oh. And then he it's not like he got kind of upset, but I don't think you have the right to do so, right? Because I didn't know that he was hunting the sure. buck or anything. But he kinda kinda got upset, you know. Uh and, and also like I was kind of giving me giving him a hard time. I was like, Yeah, I can I can spare you the the antlers if you want to. <laughs> yeah, man. They're definitely going to have the meat. <laughs> that can like, are you guys still friends? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was going to say that can ruin a friendship in a hurry. Yeah. Like there are a lot of guys that I know of yeah. that like they were friends and then one shot the other guy in air quotes, right? The other guy's buck. Yeah. Even though no buck is ever yours. Exactly. Right. Um, unless you bought him from a deer dealer and you've got him in a pen in your backyard, then I suppose that one's yours, but a wild yep. deer never belongs to you. But, um, man, that's, I believe, I, I believe in like, like, I believe in like, so if like, like we shared a place that none of us owns, right. It's yep. like a, it's like another friend of us actually owns the place and we shared a place. So if someone like had told me, Hey, this book specifically I'm hunting, if you see it like pass, because for example, so the order land, I told you the the place I killed my first buck. So next year I went there again, and um, and then so this the, the owner you told me like he's like, hey man, if you really want to go after like big things, you I, if I was you, I would have I would get a muzzle loader, right? And I would go like before like gun season, yeah, uh, during like the muzzle loader season. So you're probably gonna see bigger bucks. I was like, oh yeah, that, so that's cool. So, and that's what what I did. So next year, you know, I I was there. But then a couple of days before I get there, he sent me a picture and said, hey, if you see this buck, and it was like a beautiful, uh, I think it's non-typical, right? When the antlers go up and then it goes down also, mm, yeah. you know, there's like one that would, you know, and it was like, if you see like any buck that antler goes down, do not shoot it. That's off limits. Okay. So, you know, I was like, well, that's, that's, I mean, that's very specific, right? Like you don't see all the time bucks with like antler going down. Sure. Right. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's what, that's what, uh, that's, you know, if, if it was that the case, then maybe he could be upset, but come on, man, it's dear, yeah. you know? And I've, I've heard someone saying, I thought it was amazing. So I don't remember who said it. So I'm totally quote, quoting, you know, some random stuff. So the guy said, um, antlers make people stupid. They do, man. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. in all, in all ways imaginable, like yep. you go, you go, uh, uh, uh poach for antlers, you know, you go against the law for antlers, you destroy friendships for antlers, you know, you even shoot like other people for antlers, you know, as far as like accident goes, right? Um, You see that thing moving, you don't think twice, you just shoot it. And there was like someone behind it, like carrying a dead deer, right? Yeah. That, that, that has happened. So um, yeah, I try, I try like steering away from that mindset, you know, no matter, no matter what, like just, you know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's that's good stuff, dude. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that you've had such success so quickly. Like for me to hear you go from like a non-hunter, not an anti-hunter, but you just didn't hunt in 2017 to yeah. two years later, you got two good bucks under your belt and yeah, your, you know your first buck and then a, like a one with some size to it. I mean, two yeah. great bucks. Like that's that's fantastic. Holy so cow. You know when that's people a- say that if you spend ten thousand hours doing something, you're gonna be good. Yeah, 
(laughs) So So somehow I spend it. I'm not not saying that I'm good in any shape or form, but I told my wife, eventually I will be good because man, I spend like, (laughs) yeah, you're getting close (laughs) to that 10,000 hours. hours. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So, um, that was, I think, and, and dude, like, that's the thing. So kind of connecting all those points together. Um, so that's, that's, uh, so then comes 2020, right. And then, um, so 20, so 2020, uh, I, I think I didn't, I think I didn't kill anything in that particular property, but I killed, um, um, something like something else. And, uh, I think it was a doe maybe. No, doe. I, well, I don't remember how, how it was, how, how it was exactly. But, um, but then, um, uh, 2020, my daughter was born and, um, she was like, she was at, at home, you know, and I, I, I wanted like to stay at home with my wife, like supporting her as much as I could, you know, so I, I wasn't really, um, out there that much, but I, I tried to go, that was that was the first year I went with another friend uh, for the first time to a public uh, place, you know, like a public area. I didn't know what I was doing because I was just kind of following them around. Yeah. Uh, but didn't really see anything. It was like a very tiny spot, uh, overcrowded, you know. Yeah. Um, and then 2021, 20, um, we moved. I, I think, I, what, what did I kill? Oh, no. So 2021, 2020, actually, uh, I ended up killing a... a, a another buck, but it wasn't, um, um, anything like big. And it's not that I was passing on those, for example, cause I was, I would be just fine with those, you know? Sure. Uh, but I was, I was just lucky enough to get to see like all the bucks, you know? Um, so anyway, and I ended up killing another buck that wasn't, it, it, it was smaller than the one that I've killed the year prior. That's when one of the guys told me, like, hey, so I'm not saying for you to not kill, whatever you want to kill. You can do whatever you feel it's right. But the kind of the game, it's like, you got to go after something bigger, like every year, or at least same size in order to, if like, if you want to grow as far as like techniques, if you want to go, if you want to, if you want to get more towards that direction, not talking about like filling your freezer, like if you want to, like you fill, you fill your freezer with whatever you want, Sure. you know, as long as legal, you do it, you know? Uh, but then that, and that kind of stuck, stuck in my mind, you know, I was like, well, but the other guy told me that also that I got to get in there earlier. How, like, how, how do I do that? That's when I kind of really understood how big a uh, bow hunt is. Oh, Cause I yeah. didn't think okay. about it yet. You know, yeah. I, like to me, like bow hunt was just like, huh, whatever, you know, there might be like a couple guys doing it. That's when actually, that's when I think like, like, to me, like the hunting game became a game. Yeah. Okay. Became like a real hard, stinky hard thing to do. You yeah. Know? And then I was like, how, like, how, like, how does that work? So this other guy told me out, yeah, like bow hunt, you know, it's actually bigger than gun hunt. I would say for the people that are off there, like big bucks, you know? Um, and, um, and of course I've killed his buck, the year prior. So he was <laughs> kind of trying to give me a hard time, you know sure. what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. he was not right. Cause I was, I mean, I'm, I still think I'm, I'm like a little baby as far as like hunting goals, you know, like I, I think there's so many things to do, you know, so, so many things to learn, but he was like, yeah. And then I started thinking about like bow hunting, you know, and then I started like reading, like, um, uh, found, um, um, John Dudley. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
and uh you know other other guys you know and then i but that's that's kind of when i started like thinking about like bow hunt specifically you know and then um but bows are very expensive like yeah very expensive for sure you know and uh and i would have like to change pretty much all my setup because i i've at that time i've bought um heavyweight clothes but i could oh, not yeah, so use now it you, like now you need the lightweight yeah. And I was like, dang, I'm going to have to buy everything again. You know, like, you know, and all those things, even though this other guy was always, like I said, it was always like, you can do it. You can get it done in, in red flannels, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so, um, and then I started like kind of looking for, you know, a bowl. I was like, yeah, I want, I want to do it. But again, I, I didn't know that a bowl actually is tailored for yourself, right? Like yep. they, they get everything right from you. And um, I end up going online like Facebook, you know, and then said, Hey, I'm in search of a bull, like in like hunting groups. Right. And literally like this, it's, it's a kid. Cause at that time I think he was 16 or 17. And, uh, he was like, Hey man, do you really want it? Like, like for real? I was like, yes, I do. It's like, so I'm, I'm going to help you out. So he ended up finding, I think someone, uh, from, uh, I think it was from Wisconsin actually that was willing to give away a bull. Oh, nice. You know? Okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like if, like if, you know, but then I think it turned out that it was a, a left hand bull. I think I don't remember exactly, but anyway, anyway, I ended up like getting a bull. Right. And, um, it was a 2013 obsession, um, okay. nightmare, yeah. which I, I learned later that it's a very decent bull, you know, mm-hmm. uh, very, very, um, fast. Yep. So I got the thing, went to the archery shop, you know, got everything like kind of, you know, set up to myself and start like shooting the bow, shooting, 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 shooting as much as I could, like shooting a lot. And then my wife found another job um, where we were living right now. And it was like for the family, it would just would make sense to move here. Sure. Right. And then I was like, the first thing I told her, I remember was like, I'm just going to say it once. I'm never going to say it again. And I didn't do it. Like I said, I told her like, if I was going to be selfish, I would not move because the thing that's most important for me right now, it's honey hunting. And, uh, the, the thing that's most important to me right now is hunting. And, uh, if we move down there, I will not have a place to go hunt. Wow. And it will be like much harder. Cause I, I'm, I was aware of like all the mo- the mountains and how the terrain was, was different. Right. Yeah. And, but I was like, but we're going to do the thing that's the best for our family. And that's what we did. We moved, we uh, moved from where we were over here. And turns out that we bought, <laughs> we bought a house uh, behind uh, like a 10 farms. Oh, no kidding. And I've got permission to hunt. What? 50 yards from my back door. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's from my back porch. Yes. So Dude, the buck I killed last year, not last, not, not, not last year. The buck I killed 2021, which is the biggest one I've got so far. I've killed it 75 yards from my back porch. No you know? kidding. The, yeah. It was crazy. You know, I that was like, incredible. cause at the same time, like everything changed. And I feel like that was like a, a cool thing. Cause I think it was kind of, uh, taking too many things for granted, you know, yeah. like, you know, once, and then when we moved here, I've had to, um, um, 
I, I, I understand it's, it hasn't been that many years, but you can get like, you can get addicted to, uh, you know, your behavior very easy. Right. Yep. And I think like I, once we moved here, I was like, well, I've, I've got to redo everything I've done in the past in those land, in that land. Right. In those places. Um, so then here I had like to go to scout again to understand, you know, the land again, to figure everything out, you yep. know, and, uh, and so that year I, and, 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 and then we moved here, it was like July. So I didn't have oh, really didn't time. Have time. Yeah. Yeah. For pretty much anything. And, uh, and the guy that I, so the, the owner of the land actually, he didn't give me permission at first. So I went, really? I ended up going there once, um, talked to him, got to meet him and I said, Hey, I just, you know, bought a house right behind your property. And he was like, well, he, we, I do not allow people gun hunt here. Although there's one guy that he bow hunts, but I think so he owns 60, 60 ish acres. Like I think 60 acres, it's, it's like too little for two people. Yeah. And then I was like, well, yeah, I get it. You know, so well, thank you. You know, like no hard feelings at all. You know, I end up coming back home. And one day and one morning I uh, woke up, went to the kitchen to grab my coffee. And I look over my, uh, my kitchen window and there's this freaking big buck staring at me <laughs> through my kitchen window, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have uh, my phone on me cause it was early in the morning. So I tried to reach out to my phone, my phone, which was in the, in the, in the table to take a picture of it. Cause I was like, I want to take a picture. So he, I spoke him out. He went away and I was like, dig it. You know, I was like, I was mad. Like, yeah. I, was like I was like, I cannot believe I cannot, I cannot hunt here, you know? And then I decided like, you know, kind of making a joke with, with, uh, with the, the, the owner, right. I, I called him and said, Hey, Mr. Jim, what, what, why did you, why are you sending those deer over here? You know? And then he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah. So I just saw this, you know? And then it, of course I was laughing with him, you know, like, sure. Yeah, you know? And then he was like, Hey, you know what? So I talked to Mike, which is the other guy that hunts there. And he was like, he, he said he would be fine if you, if you bow hunt here. So if you want to, you're welcome. Oh, like, that's awesome. No way. You know, the same day I saw that, but it wasn't the buck I ended up killing. Um, anyway, so same year, um, I, I went, you know, like to, to you know, the, the woods, uh, like right behind my house. And, um, and, uh, <laughs> and then I got it done, as I said, right. <laughs> that is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. Well, dude, man, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Like this is like your story is is awesome. I'd love to have you on again to talk about like what are you working on for next year? Um, yeah. Maybe you know some of the harder lessons that you've learned. Like, oh you know, boy, man, the ones I've, that got, kinda... I've got lost into the woods. Like, there's some public land around here that I've 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 got I've got lost one day, and oh. that was not fun. Like, that was not fun. I See? got stuck there. It was crazy. But yeah. Did you, do you have on X yet? Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I know it's my fault. It's not on X, but I trusted on X way too much because oh. one thing that I did in account was how the light goes way, uh, how to say it, like how it gets dark way before inside the woods than outside. Oh the yeah, woods, for sure. Right. I, did, I didn't think about it and I was there and it was, uh, it was, uh, I think it was October maybe. So there was like, it was thick. Right. Yep. And I tried like to go as thick as I could. I found like this Creek and there, I found like this, um, uh, this crossing, 
uh, over the, this little creek and it was full of deer signs and I got so excited, but there was no way I could get there before daylight. So I got there midday, stayed until the end of the day, but it didn't account for the light. Oh, so, yeah. and because I didn't do it, I didn't mark my way in. I oh. trust just it on act the on X, uh, uh, you know, tracking thing. Yep. Um, and I was like five feet, five feet away from the, tr- the, the, the main trail, but it was dark. I couldn't see it. I was afraid because of, you know, you, you, you don't know. Right. And there's like bears there. And I was kind of scared of the bears, even though they, apparently they did not come after you because they're black bears. Sure. So they run from you. Uh, but, um, anyway, I was scared and, you know, I end up like taking like some bad decisions, you know, and getting stuck, you know, in a, in a, uh, some thorn brushes around there, oh, you know, and uh, lost my boot. Oh boy. Yeah. It was horrible. Dude, That sounds awful. Holy cow. It was awful. Yeah. It took me like, it took me, I don't know, like an hour and a half to get back to the track that was five feet to my side. <sighs> Dude. All right. Now yeah. we, now we definitely have to do another episode soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cause I've got to hear the full story. So, but Greg, man, thank you so much for coming on. You've got a YouTube channel. And some other yes. cool stuff going on. So why don't you uh, tell us about that and where maybe folks can find you, find your stuff, and get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, just like a heads up, it's not in English; it's in Portuguese. Just because I think it's pretty cool, like showing people from Brazil how you know hunting happens here, since it's forbidden down there. Yep. Um, maybe. <clears throat> sorry. Maybe uh, one day people see the see my channel, other channels around here and start getting things done right down there. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm under, uh, so I'm under Greg likes hunting, uh, on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, even though I do not post that many things on TikTok, but I have the, the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, and that's it. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put together a podcast, but dude, content production, it's so hard. Oh, oh dude. boy. It's so hard. It's there's oh my goodness. You're so I produce two different podcasts, and I also work with the network, taking in everybody else's stuff and posting all of that. So it is, yeah, it's yeah, it's a challenge. But anyway, man, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for uh, having me. Looking forward to having you on again soon. Sure, anytime, man. That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you could leave us a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. While you're at it, you can follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at How to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me. Suggest topics that you want to hear, guests you want to hear from, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and Onyx. Please go support the brands that support this show and help me bring you great content each and every week. If you're looking for more outdoor content, check out thesportsmansempire.com where you're going to find my other podcast, The Wisconsin Sportsman, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts.